Hey, everybody, Raylan Casper White here with another festive episode of X-Ray. I am here with, I have to say, not to objectify you, Rachel, but the most attractive comedian on earth, oh, if I'll I do say it. so myself. I like it. I welcome that. Thank you. I'll take it. Take it, because do you have a filter going on, or are you just naturally, this complexion is natural? I have, no, I have a light beneath me shining okay. on me. I need that. I need a it light beneath me. Fly. I've got a beneath light, yeah. <laughs> and you're all made up, and your hair looks great, and you are <laughs> in your daughter's bedroom. Well, I'm not fully like, I mean, I'm wearing boxers still. I'm wearing like oh, boxers. Oh, you with the little cutoff tee. Okay. For you, all for you. I know. Look, I, 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 I swung that way for many years. Now I don't swing anyway. It's been a quiet time. I didn't know that about you. Why is that? Why? Why? Is I think the pandemic. Out? I mean, I I got laid in between Delta and Omicron. There was like a, a couple of weeks in there where things felt festive, um, mm -hmm. and now I just feel part of me wants to get it, wants to get Omicron just because it feels milder, and then we just have it. You know what I mean? Sure, of course. But you were crushing puss pretty like your numbers were good after Delta. Well, puss and and no, I got I got some some wiener in there too. What good is wiener. the puss equivalent for wiener? Because puss sounds festive. What is you were crushing crushing D, maybe like crush D. That sounds cool, right? Crush D. That's a, <laughs> it sounds like Mario's Ices. Remember those? Mario's Isis. <laughs> <laughs> crushing D. I don't know why I thought of that. Associated mm. with children and trucks. Um <laughs> What's your life been like, woman? So you had the baby. Did you kick? And how old is your baby now? Um, you know, I don't. I, <laughs> as I started saying that, I realized that Bonnie McFarlane has the funniest joke about that. Somebody goes, how old is your daughter? And she goes, you know, I want to say five. <laughs> um, but no, Frankie and I, uh, we're not that close. So I don't mm -hmm. check in as much as I should. Okay. But um. I hear she's fantastic and one and a half. Just one and a half. Oh wow! So she's not a baby anymore. Is that toddler? That's not toddler yet. I think that's a toddler. Is that a toddler? Okay, it's not a tween. Um, I don't know what tween is either. Oh, there's her little troll doll. I'm going to put it out of the shot because it's okay. a little distracting. I know, but, but the um, cloud is great. The cloud. You could be leading a mindfulness session in your spare time <laughs> too with that cloud in the background. Turn it on. Hold on. Oh, wow, it's a light. It's not working it's either. No, it's not working. I'm a fucking mess. Look, that's I'm doing right. the best. Man, she's very cute but um seriously no i she's a, a lovely little girl and i can't wait for you to get very close to her i'd like to i'd like to hold her in a in an appropriate way i um i have many children yeah, i still don't remember at what point you can stop supporting the back of the neck like, what time <laughs> can you dangle them so their head can bop backwards and they're not going to crack their neck I think it's, we kept doing that until like around six months because i didn't have any hard numbers on that i don't <laughs> research I don't do any research. I just do what the person, somebody tells me to do. I just need like an upper west side Jew to like take my shoulders and be like, here's the thing you're going to do. You know, right. I don't. Even though they're like 90 and they haven't had a kid in, in 80 years, they still have better advice exactly. than your, your average need, book. Yes. I just need like one controlling cunt to tell me what the rules it is. I love, a CC, are. controlling cunt, a CC. I think there's yeah. a website, ccs.org. Um, do you research? Do you do much? Because I don't look anything up. I just take somebody's advice, somebody that seems like they know more than me. And I put everybody on a pedestal. So that could be. I, I believe everybody. I'm very codependent. So I think everybody knows better than I do. Like if I make a move, I have to validate it with about 40 people. Are you like that? Yes. 100%. I don't yes. know how to get over. Actually, this is this is I don't know how to get over codependency. I actually looked up. There's a codependence anonymous. It's like Alcoholics Anonymous, but yes. codependence. 
Coda, it's a real called. problem I need for me. To go to that forever, but I haven't gotten around. But yes, it's called. I even looked it up too because I'm wildly codependent. It's crazy. I don't. I, don't, I have to decide what emotion I have by the what the other people are feeling when something happens. Like, I, I, I think it's like, yeah, exactly. If, you're, if I'm angry about something, I'm like, can I be angry about this? Is that all right? Yes. If, and then I never tell anybody I'm angry because I'm afraid that they're going to get angry that I'm angry. So then yes. I end up swallowing it and being like, as long as you're not mad at me, I'm okay. I don't, I, I totally understand. I like, I only, I'm always need to like save people. I'm always worried somebody's mad at me. I don't care about death. All I care about is if people are mad at me. No fear of death. Just are you oh, pissed yeah, it's off? much worse than death. If like the guy at the grocery yeah. store thinks I'm an idiot, then I might as well die right then and there. Of course. I always over, I, the smallest exchanges I overthink. Like I yep. really try to fucking nail a CVS exchange. I'm like, I need this person to think I'm a good person. It's very sad. Like it's dark. How does that affect your, um, your marriage? Is your husband also codependent? Cause I know that codependents Whoa. get attracted to narcissists. That's a festive combination, but is you, you lucked out and you, you, you got a good one. You didn't get a narcissist. He's not a narcissist, but he's just like a, like an emotion, emotionally, he's somewhat of a moron. Okay. So he's more just like, he's like, you know, whatever the cocktail of things that you have to have inside you to be a fireman, the, that level of just not checking in with your own emotions to just mm. race into a building that's on fire. That's what he's got. So we are a good combo in that way. Cause I can try to like extract or project. Um, but he's very, yeah, unaware of his own feelings. Do you, um, do you seek validation from him and does he give it or does he actually challenge you on that? He just doesn't, he's, he tries, you know, but he doesn't really know how, like if I, like I have a joke about it, but I'm, if I, I just said to him, um, do I look okay? He goes, there you go. I'm like, what the fuck was that? I said, how do I look? There you go. I'm like, that's what you say when you're like serving meatballs to someone. There you, there go. you go. Unacceptable. <sighs> I'm doing, I have a league of people working on him. Yeah. I have to just like, he doesn't understand because he's been at the firehouse. It's not helping me. You're not supposed to have like man sleepovers for half your life like that. He's not oh coming back better. But there's maybe. something comforting. And maybe I'm wrong. I think, I don't know. I don't know if you're the jealous type. I'm so insecure. If I was dating a hot fireman, I guess I'd be comforted that he's surrounded by other dudes all day. But if he's a dude, dude, do you ever get insecure with other women or you're pretty comfortable with yourself that that's not an issue? No, I'm not above that at all, but he's, but he is like a serious introvert. So he comes home. Okay. That's good. Home all the time. He's just like, uh, he likes grocery shopping and researching. So it's That's like my researcher. That's delightful. Research anything. Now he's researching, uh, drop one shoes or whatever they're called. Like those shoes that you can like, you're closer to the earth. I mean, can you imagine looking this up? Wow. I just well, walk barefoot. That sounds close enough to the earth to me. I mean, some glass oh, and like heroin floppy. needles might. <laughs> might ruin your day but besides that pachamama you know um <laughs> but if you have you ever dated um i guess it's smart that you chose somebody who won't trigger those feelings like i always dated like uber geeky guys that i feel like i'll trust because they they don't, they don't even see women but then i'm not attracted to them because i don't find them at all they have no sexuality but if i dated like a comic that was out on the road all the time i'd be i'd lose it Oh, me too. Mainly because they would probably know. cheat on me all yeah. the time, right? Comics look like they fuck anything. Am I wrong? I, I think the guys, many of them are just, speaking of crushing puss, um, yeah. I think they're on the road just, it's like, yeah, it's insane. I would never want to date um, a male comedian. I would be just terrified. Yeah. Because it's different for us. We, 
you know, nobody hits on me after shows, but my husband's not jealous at all. I would have to go missing for weeks before he would look into it. You'd have to find someone's dick in you and be like, wait, this just doesn't seem right. Actively inside me. He's always, he's like so domestic. That's all he wants to talk about. So he's always emptying the dishwasher. I always say he would empty the dishwasher before he would look for me. He'd get a call call that I was in peril and he'd be like, just, I'm going (laughs) to empty the dishwasher and I'll circle back with you. Not jealous. I could be like, I'm sleeping over at this guy's house tonight. And he's he'd like, be like, all right. Just ask him to change the sheets. You know, like any male friend of mine, he'd be like, hey, so tell him I said I, or whatever, you know? It's not even trust. It's just cluelessness, isn't it? Yes, it's 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 cluelessness. Yeah, I mean, also, I'm not a cheater. I mean, he probably yeah. sniffed that on me. But like, I'm, but, but it is extreme. Like, he really is not. I try to test him sometimes, but doesn't give a fuck like because now a lot of firemen are coming to my shows so i'm always like do you know how many i said this to him the other night i go do you know how many rock hard firemen are at, at my shows every night you should be a little jealous and he just laughed when i said rock hard he's like rock hard, huh? oh there like, you go yeah. there you go yeah. i love it is he uh, is he italian he's uh no he's irish colombian but like brooklyn you know like he doesn't oh, speak right. spanish okay like a brooklyn thick New York. I've never actor. met an Irish Columbia. I know everybody's fucking at some point in New York back in the whatever 70s, but I didn't know that the Irish and Colombians were getting it on too. That's great. <laughs> Fairly. Maria met Joe, Joe Brennan, and that, that was it. <laughs> Maria met Joe Callahan, and and then your and husband was Radiator. He goes, Yeah, the radiator needs to be radiator. 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 That sounds like a Bostonian thing. Like people in Brooklyn say radiator. Is that true? Yeah, they do. They say wow. radiator. As a New York, like old New York thing. They say foia, foida, and radiator. That's amazing. I, oh, I, I, I could never differentiate. Hardcore Brooklyn. I can't differentiate between Brooklyn and Queens and parts of New Jersey. I don't have any geographic knowledge. Like I'm worthless with geography. When people tell me to walk west, I get furious. I'm like, I'm not a fucking Quaker settler. Fuck off. Like tell me left <laughs> or right. I'm home and churn butter, you fuck nut. Just tell me to make a left or a right. Yeah, who am I, a pioneer? Don't tell me to walk towards the sun, you asshole. People would be like, oh, you know, southwest corner. Fuck off. Get the hell out of here. Do you I'm curse like, in front of your um, toddler? What's that? You I curse in not. front of your toddler? I curse a lot in front of my my kids, and they just got used to it. Because I feel like if you get too precious, they're going to learn these words at some point. You just got to make, make it not a big better. deal. Okay, that makes me feel better. Just fucking cunt. I mean, I try to stay away from cunt, but I'll say mm-hmm. fuck a lot and idiot and, you know, Whatever, scumbag's a nice one. That one's easy. I like scumbag, it's satisfying. Fuck is a good word because it actually is fun to say. So kids like to say it because it's fun. Yeah, you know it has a good rhythm, to, like a feel to it. Fuck, you know it's like a, I don't know. It's just me. And it punctuates a point of fuck. Yeah, it's it like it's, it's got a nice, it's a got nice, a nice ring to it. Yeah, yeah, it's got a good ring to it. And yeah, I'm just saying. So don't worry about that shit. You can say shit okay. and fuck all you want in front of your in front of Frankie. Uh, is it Francesca? Is that what's happening there? Uh, her name is actually Elena Francis, but then we just started calling her Frankie. I love that. That's a cool nickname. She's going to love that or regret it later. I don't know, but I like it. What are you doing, <laughs> Frankie? I don't know. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> hey, Frankie, really I come to dad. All right, I don't know. Is that is that right? Is that pretty accurate? <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> hey, Frankie, daddy's home. Come help me with the dishwasher. All right. Um, <laughs> Where did you grow up? All over all over. I, you know, Appalachia in a kind of double Y, you know what I mean? I went in search of my dad at some point, drove up to Virginia and lost myself there. I'm I'm a nomad. I have a nomadic gene, Rachel. I don't, I don't stay put. I have a hard time committing to a location. 
how did that go? Your, your search for your dad? It did not go well, but if a dad doesn't want to be found, he won't be found. You know what I mean, Rachel? I feel like if a guy, if he wanted to stick around and touch this beauty, he would have, but he went off and whatever, had 19 other kids. How did your, um, once you had the baby, uh, did you, how long was it before you said, I want to tour again, or I want to perform again? Was it like, cause some moms just want to get out there again. And other was like, I just want to revel in motherhood for six months. But wh- where were you at in that spectrum? Well, we gave birth at like the beginning of COVID. So we were like, nobody even met her for like, we were quarantined. Cause we, we gave birth made, I gave birth May, 2020. So it was like, uh, it's a few months in. Yeah. New York was in yeah. the shit then. So there wasn't anything. So we just like were inside and nobody met her for a while. And, um, you know, I mean, it was, it, in some ways it was, there were some weird benefits because of the timing. Yeah. Um, you know, because we just got like, had this baby and we're inside. I had no fear of missing out for a while. So mm-hmm. and it kind of like made us just stay inside and everything. And, um, and then I started to lose my mind and I was just wandering around in a nightgown, just like muttering to myself and not okay. Just it's like Sylvia Plath. It's like yellow oh, yeah. wallpaper shit. At a certain point, I mean like everybody, but I was like really losing my fucking mind. Yeah. I need to do stand up. You have to do what you do. I'm not gonna yeah. I didn't just I didn't I'm not I didn't become like one of those moms that's that's like it's wine o'clock and then everything's okay. No, a glass of wine isn't gonna fucking cut it. <laughs> I need to get outside. Get the fuck out of the house. Yeah. So, no, so when did, feel. uh, but you did some online zoom comedy. When did things start opening up? I'm trying to remember in New York, when did you, st- you perform at the comedy uh-huh. cellar? Is that where you usually perform? Yes. At the cellar a lot. And, um, and, uh, uh, Gotham and some of the other clubs here, but, um, let me think when was the first time? Well, I did that Colin Quinn drive-in special. So we oh, did, fun. so that was like one of my first times going on stage and I forgot like, you know, half of the, th- half of my act, but, um, yeah, they definitely made it look a lot better than it was. I was oh, on really? stage. I, I didn't even know what direction to look. Oh, I that's started. funny. Those were tough where people were honking with jokes. laughter or something. Is that what it was? It's like, yeah, I guess like, you know, like a headlight is like you're killing or something. I mean, if a left turn signal. I mean, <laughs> your parking lot, just repark the car. <laughs> you like the joke? <laughs> um, do you I mean, get Colin tired? I mean, like my favorite person in the world. But, you know, I think what he was showing in the special was like, yeah, it's not, this isn't, this isn't going to cut it, Yeah, you know, yeah. audience. but it was, but it was really cool because it showed like behind, just it showed what everybody was going through at that time. And what a weird thing it was to start to do stand up again. Did you feel like, I know the seller has like a nice hangout. Did people, people still hanging out or did everything kind of dissipate and evolve? And I guess once you had a kid, were you less into hanging out there? You just wanted to get home. Like, did you, you know what I mean? Did something shift and no, I mean, everything was strange for a while because everybody was just like masked and frightened mm. and it wasn't the same. It wasn't, it made you realize like what a luxury it was just to be slammed into a booth, you know, yeah. having things complaining about a drunk on the road, just like right. those little things, like everybody, you know, but yeah. now um, things are, you know, slowly getting back to normal, but then there's the Comic-Con. So I don't know. It's all a lot. <laughs> Comic-Con. Um, yes. Do you miss had, being, did you like being on the road or now you do it less obviously or cause not obviously maybe it's not obviously no we go he comes with me on the road so oh. because firefighters work like comedians so they just switch ships and then oh perfect they work like three days a week like 24 so he'll come with me with the baby and they they stay back at the hotel and i do my shows so um, oh, we figure perfect. it out you know? 
yeah, it's kind of fun. He likes the road. He likes the uh, green room. He's very interested in the green room. So they the snacks, Frankie the celery sticks and, yeah. the, and the Evian. He wanted to write a firefighter's review of green rooms. And I'm like, there's a supply and demand issue with that book, but funny. go for it. <laughs> he's just firefighter. Instead of the Michelin guide to restaurants, it's just going to be the firefighter's guide to, to fine dining. He's like, do they have kombucha? He's always like, yeah, he has his things on his rider. <laughs> Kombucha's gross, man. I, I could not get into kombucha. That shit scared the fuck out of me. It tastes like really? ass. I don't like it. <laughs> you like kombucha? I don't know, man. It's like I got used to it, um, but that's funny that it tastes like ass. Do you like uh, the taste of ass? No, I like getting my ass eaten. I, I don't think I've really ever tasted, I have to be honest, ever tasted ass. I'm always scared that I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like some stray, something or other. I'm right I, but there my ass is, is pure and clean. So if someone wants to, you know, get in there, that's that's fine. But proceed at your own risk. You know what I mean? Of course. No, I'll keep that in mind, though. And I'll get it out there how clean it is. Yeah, you know, please do. I mean, I, I you know, I, I, I don't bleach it. I'll use a, a Clorox wipe sometimes just to, you know what I mean? It's a cheaper way of bleaching. You just kind of do a little boop. Springtime. Your butt smells like springtime. It's great. <laughs> it's fucking great. God, you look so much, but you're so much more well-lit. I look like I'm in some sort of hippie prison right now. I got the, the aging this plant. True. This is who I really am. And then you go back in the light and it just gives me a nice glow. But this Let is me do the this. iPhone light. Maybe if I do the, the iPhone uh, flashlight thing, tell me if it makes me look any better. <laughs> Not doing much. You're good either way. You don't, there's no problems there. You have beautiful skin. You're a beautiful oh, person. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm drooping now. As I'm aging, I'm drooping. Um, you have Ever. I know this is okay. Tell me if this is too touchy. Cause sometimes I feel like comics will say what they mean. And then other times I think they're worried that they're going to say something that that's going to bite them in the ass. But I remember I met you years ago, you were opening for Louie, right? I met you um, opening for Louie. And then did your relationship shift all over these years? Did you have to disconnect? Is he coming back now? And now it's less taboo to be buddy, buddy with him. And he's performing like, what's the story there? I mean, he, I opened for him for a while, but we weren't, you know, not, it didn't, it didn't really, nothing directly uh affected me because he didn't we weren't like hanging every day so then mm -hmm. I didn't open for him as much you know like okay. obviously because on the road as much but it wasn't like I wasn't only on the road with Louie because I was opening for you know um Amy as well around right like Europe and stuff so um it wasn't uh, I wasn't like Louie's only opener I was one of many people that Louie would use on the road you okay know, so Okay. But were yeah. you guys buddy, buddy? Did you have to take a step back once all the, that shit hit the fan? Um, we weren't buddy, buddy, but, um, so no, it wasn't like I had to take this big step back. I okay. mean, we, we worked together, but we weren't like hanging out or something like that, you know? Okay. Okay. But now yeah, you feel so like he's like, gotten back into good graces. Is he performing at the cellar and stuff? Yeah. I see Louis at the cellar okay. sometimes. I mean, it's hard to find the perfect, like, um, you know, take on all these things you know, I know. like yeah I mean, I, yeah it's know. hard I think it's hard for everybody to gauge I know that uh I know my friend Pat Oswald posted something about Dave Chappelle and how this trans rights and how you know he's still friends with Dave but he, he disagrees but it's challenging and he gets all this flack for being in touch with him and it's like it's hard to write somebody off that you've known for yeah. 30 years and you may yeah. disagree with them and you know it's it's tricky and then there's all these optics, right? Everybody's worried about optics. So it's hard to know what you're doing for optics and what you really feel and how much do you really care, right? 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then you get asked about it a lot on the road and people will ask me about all these different guys. And then I'm like, wait, what did he do again? What did he do? Like, I'm, it's hard did to he have- jack off or was he just stri stripped naked or was there, yeah. Right, it's hard to understand like somebody else that like, yeah, it's a lot. Um, yeah. So I don't know. And I then you get to... like Bill Cosby and that's a no brainer or Jeffrey Epstein. You know what I mean? Those guys are in a yeah, whole other league. Women are doing stand up and we're promoting our own things. I feel like in the name of Me Too mo movement, it helps to not like, we'll, we all, we'll still be constantly asked about some other guys like sexual shit. And yeah. so it's like, how about ask us about the thing we're promoting or the thing we're doing, you know? Oh, no, no, I feel bad that I asked you about it. Should I rewind? Oh, no, no, no. I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about that, that kind of pressure to have. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, people are looking for like dirt. I remember after, was it Louis C? I remember who it was, some newspaper, like the Inquirer called me because they knew mm -hmm. I knew, you know what I mean? They wanted some like dirt. I'm like, I, I got no, I can't give you a quote. Chill out. Yeah. Call TMZ. They know what they're doing. Yeah. There's a second thing that happens where there's just like that weird, I don't know. I can't even find the perfect way to describe yeah. it. The mostly. thirst for grime. Um, yes. You know, and you like to think that everything is at least, but I do think that there is some, there are some like positive changes and expectations for women on the road and stuff like that for us to have like better, uh, you know, safer experiences and stuff in general. Um, yeah. That came out of all that, but, but, but like the kind of um, black and white thing is, is, is tricky. So yeah, yeah, I'm with people you. Endlessly complicated. So I think um, it's exhausting too. I feel like everybody's so self righteous on everything, and everyone's yeah. trying to be on the right side of history, but nobody knows what they really feel anymore. It, everything becomes a trend. Like, what am I supposed to feel yeah. about this this week? You know. And I wonder if there's a way that like to not like accept unacceptable behavior without like just deciding without deciding every person is either Satan. in a col one column or good or bad. You know, just like. Yeah. Yeah. Like what I think Sarah Silverman said that she was like, can you care about somebody that's done a bad thing? You know? Yeah, you definitely can. Yeah. I mean, I you, do you all the time. Um, yeah. I like Sarah Silverman. I like her a lot. She's uh, she's had staying yeah. power. She's been around for a while. Yes, she is. She's hilarious and lovely and always really kind too. She's always, yeah, like really I met her a couple of times. She is kind well, I met her once and that was a lie <laughs> to meet her a couple of times. I met her once. She's tall. She looked just over me. I can't really say yeah. we met. I walked past her. <laughs> um and i know you're good friends with amy and are your kids the same age or is her kid a little older um amy's son is a year older but he's oh, okay super, he's super cute and I, and I can see how she posts the, yeah. the pictures i've known her husband i knew her i've met her husband many times because we have a mutual friend so i've known him before he even met her oh you did yeah he's he's the best he's yeah a, he's a yeah and uh we called him the hot person. hot farmer from martha's vineyard that was his <laughs> nickname he was hot farmer chris um but uh yeah. Yeah, I remember when very... he told me, I remember running into him at my friend's house and he's like, yeah, I have a girlfriend, Amy. And I'm like, he was so excited yeah. and they're so cute Aww. together. They seem very uh, supportive of each other. That's not, it's tough with, you know, strong, beautiful women like yourselves. You got to find a strong man that's not intimidated and doesn't, you know, like, likes a funny woman. That's not a given. No, well, a lot of men guys are not, do not like funny women. Not on they their don't. list. Yeah, when people are asked to make lists of what they want, I feel like very few guys are going to be like, "I I want a whole, like I want a real riot." No, and are, they're not. No, a lot of guys. You have to find a certain guy that's cool with that or is into that. But a lot of men, they don't care yeah. for it one bit. No, I think they find it unsexy sometimes. I can tell on dates. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll make a I joke, and they're like, "Oh, she's funny. I don't want to fuck her now." 
Yeah, I remember I used to do this really disgusting kind of dance to get a laugh in high school. I call it the monkey. It was some sort of weird kind of slovenly flailing dance where I pounced around. And um, it was basically the most disgusting sort of action you could do with your own body. Like it would make a man flaccid in a, in a sheer moment, you know? And so I would do the monkey and to get like a laugh when we had parties. And I remember one day this guy, this guy, Dave Utairo came up to me and he was like, you know, they're not, they're not really laughing with you. They're not, they're laughing at you. And then this other guy, Jeremy was like, yeah, they don't, nobody thinks it's grossing the guys out. I remember t them, them telling me that. And I was like, fuck I got any yeah. look, yes, fuck that. Also, it, that was the point. It was supposed to be disgusting. You didn't need to yeah. give me a fucking heads up that I, I was slovenly. But for some reason, that intervention that they had with me about how the men couldn't really take how disgusting I was being, it's it got in my head, you know, like. Where yeah, I was of course. Like, we want to still be. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, can I, I still get guys? Can I still like make out and and do the monkey for a laugh, you know, and um, the answer is in the stars, my friend. I have no answer. You're like, look at me now, fuckers. Um, yeah, fucking I like that you get away with. Did you ever? Because I find that you, um, you're always, you're always very well put together on stage. You kind of glam up when you're hair performing. Right and What's um, my hair right now, I, I think I look crazy right now. No, no, no. I think you look beautiful. I'm saying on stage. I remember that when I used to do stand up, or there were comic at the time. You wanted to dress almost androgynously. It was like something about being too attractive was a bad thing, as if it was a distraction, or you wanted to just be judged on your comedy. So let me be this like asexual stick figure. And then I'm mm -hmm. glad that that transformed where you're like owning your, you know what I mean? Owning your gorgeousness and sensuality and still performing and being funny. It's not a given. That is a, that's a lovely way to perceive me. I am rocking with like self-hatred. All I see is like this disgusting zit on my cheek. This like, even right now I'm distracted by like an old acne scar. That's, like, that's I'm not, I'm not like out there owning it and celebrating. No, no, you're not celebrating time, it. No, I would like to be that person. But every time I'm on TV, I, I'm just like actively horrified when I watch it. I'm like, oh, why did I wear that? What the fuck? Those heels Aww. don't fit. I'm absurd. Yeah, I'm haunted by, by like things I've worn in specials where I'm like, what the fuck? Is there one particular outfit that you're horrified by? Uh, the pink heels that I wore and only whores wear purple. They didn't fit me. And, okay. and then it was like really hot in the auditorium. So I feel like mm. I was like sweating. I, I was kind of bloating ahead of time because when it's really hot sometimes you're like my I'll just swell so I was just sort of like swollen stuffed in this dress with these ludicrous like no yeah it's I get I look at what I wear and I'm like just settle the fuck down it's a lot it's a lot well I don't know I think you pull it off I, I think what I've discovered as a codependent as a loyal consistent codependent is that emotions at this point in my life are not going to change the only thing I can change are my actions so I feel like if you're insecure and yet you still go on stage looking great, wearing heels, whatever, looking as pretty as, you know, even if you're not feeling it, that's still better than like, oh God, I don't feel attractive. I'm just going to look as ugly as I can just to justify while I, while I feel I ugly. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So good for you. Give yourself the credit for that. I give it an old college try. I'm like, why not? For no, I'm telling you, give yourself, you got to celebrate the wins as the Scientologists say, celebrate your yeah. wins. I do. I try. I try to hose myself down, throw on a fun-loving frock, and get out there. And then when I watch myself, I want to close myself like I'm a like a box. I'm like, why do I need to strut around and say these things? Who needs this? 
does do you ever do like does your hubby since he's clueless emotionally also clue like you could walk around in sweatpants and he'd find that equally attractive or he's like oh you look hot today in your heels and dress baby or does he not care about that shit he'll say if i say should i wear this is it comfortable and i'm like do i look okay is it comfortable and like that's not what i fucking asked you <laughs> i love this guy but uh no he doesn't think about that kind of stuff i think he might be colorblind or something like he dress blind that's good I could though I could I like be blind that. tonight and he would not, might not notice. He would be researching like carburetors or some shit. That's funny. Do you, um, how's the intercourse been over the course of the marriage? Has it improved? Is it plateaued? Did it go a little downhill for a while? It's been pretty steady. I think like he's, we're both pretty like vanilla. I'm not okay. bringing out a lot of like wild things. And yeah, mm -hmm. I'm, I feel like. Pretty um, standard, standard fare standard nobody's even bothered to tell me i'm the best they've ever had they would never tell me that lie because i can't i don't bring a lot of foolishness out i keep okay. it i'm pretty simple at a certain point it's too much it's just tired. aerobics i just find it's like a it's a it's a, like a moderate to accelerated aerobic activity there's no need to make it more than it is people would probably describe me as reasonable and reasonable serviceable <laughs> yes functional her vagina works functional. yes i'm not like I don't bring a lot of foolishness and to, you know, but yes, reason, I think I'm a reasonable lay. <laughs> <laughs> How was it with Rachel? It was reasonable. I mean, no, the actually, service was reasonable. It was really, it was moderate to, to pleasurable. And it was just overall just a, myself a reasonable lay. Oh God. Fuck. That's great. Um, that should be on my Tinder profile, a reasonable lay. <laughs> I think a lot of guys would find that appealing. Um, <laughs> Sadly. I mean, how about you? What do, you? do you feel like, what do you think sexually? How I'm not, I'm not kinky. I go in waves. There are times when I have a very strong libido. Um, and there are times when I have zero libido, like I could care less. Like, I feel like, yeah. why are people so, why does sex motivate so many people so much of the time? Like you can masturbate and just, it's the same fucking thing. Like, especially guys that are just looking to fuck. I'm like, get over it, man. Like, yes. just back off to Pornhub. Like, what is this obsession with fucking it's like you know i don't know that's just me um other times i could fuck a tree so it really depends on what zone i'm in but i've never done anything too kinky i've had i've had it in the butt twice that's it in my entire life um mm. and even that was a little like how, how was it have you had anal sex i haven't okay well it was a, he was very well endowed and he only went a little bit because i freaked out i'm like i don't want you to rupture anything i'm afraid of something oh, being my. ruptured Oh, my stars. Yeah, yeah. really. That, so it was just a little bit of penetration. It felt it felt OK. I mean, I still prefer it as an exit only. Yes, yes. I see what you're saying. Yeah, mm -hmm. I would I would I would imagine. Yeah, it seems like it would be um a lot, you know? Yeah, it's just a lot. I mean, guys, are, I guess, like it because it's it's snug, um, snugger, yeah. depending if you know, whatever. Uh, I've had a lot of kids, so I'm completely it's time for rejuvenation. But um, but overall. <laughs> You know, uh, but I, I think I can, I can be present. It really depends on who I'm with. I'm, I'm yearning for a connection. I'm, I, I have never been married and it would be nice to have someone that you have a connection with that it does feel like an, a nice emotional connection and not just a, a reasonable lay, as you say. <laughs> so I think that I, I, I'm looking for that because I feel like I need to take it to the next level. I've done the regular, like, here we are, I'm on top, you're on top, take me from behind, that's turning you on because I look like an animal. Where's my vibrator? Let's wrap it up. You know what I mean? I feel like I I've like done that, all that too. I was never cool enough to just have like casual sex. I, I like, yeah, I like more monogamous. Yeah, I, you I, want I, a con connection. Yeah. It gets so boring. 
Do you date online a lot? I do. That's the only way I can really meet people. Oh, of course you've got to. That's I did too. You have to like, you do what you got to do, you know, like to meet somebody. That's what people, that's how people meet. We were set up, but I, but before that, the last guy I was with, I met online. I mean, you have to, you have to do that. I think that's the only way to do it. I I mean, again, you have to sift through a lot of slime. Of course. You can't just sit on your porch and wait for somebody to come like call you. No, unless it's like the delivery guy for DoorDash. That's not, yeah. that's not what I'm looking for right now. No, no judgment on the DoorDash community. No, certainly not. I'm not, you, you know, I live for them, that. through them, at them. <laughs> I live everything. They are it. Um, I got to do my eyebrows. See, they're too, they're too like, they're too, I don't know. I got to get a little Me more too. shape. I was, I was distracted by that. Yeah. I think that the thin brow is coming back in or something like that. And I'm like right in between. I don't know. No, you don't make them thinner back. than what you have. I think yours are perfect. Mine are like Brooke Shieldsy, like caterpillars. I got it. I think I got to keep I it. I like up. the thick ones. I like, I like mm-hmm. thick brows. I want to get mine thicker. Yes. Did you I ever like watch that TV show white you? Lotus? No. What's that? It's on HBO. You got to see it. It's fantastic. That came out a few months ago. There's an actress on there who is the most stunning creature I've ever seen. Her eyebrows are insane. They're so insane. They're distracting because her face is perfection. And then you see this like massive, just what the fuck is happening right there? But she gets away with it because she's stunning. You know what I mean? I love a thick brow. Love a thick brow. (laughs) I want a thick brow. Very bad. I got to take my vitamins again. Oh, my light just fell. Here's the truth of who I am because my light fell. You look the same, honey. I mean, you look no. the same. Now it looks like the Blair Witch Project, that final scene in Blair Witch. You're coming. The light is just like propped on stuffed animals. Um, do you um, have uh, Do you have time to watch anything at home, like binge shit? Yes, I watch murder. I, I can't go to sleep without like a forensic files and a wives with knives. I don't know what that says about me, but I watch Why? British crime, mostly British crime shows like um, Happy Valley. Um, oh, was Happy, Broad- Val- Happy Valley was good. Yes, I think yeah. Broadfish might be Scottish. I don't know, but yes, Happy Valley was amazing, wasn't yeah. it? It was so yeah. good. Oh, did you um, see um that new movie, The Lost Daughter, Maggie Gyllenhaal's new movie? No, I want to see that it's so good. bad. It's really it good. good. It yeah. looks really good. It's oh, wait, good, and she's, she's a great director. She did a wonderful job, but Olivia Coleman is like the best actress on earth. I mean, I'm I've telling you. I've heard she's unbelievable. She's insane. I mean, it's- I it's, watched this other thing called Made on Netflix that was really good. Um, oh, Andy's a friend of mine. Yeah, Andy and her daughter. So I don't know her daughter, a- but I know Andy and, and she did a wonderful job. Oh my God. Yes, she was incredible in it, yeah. right? Yeah, she I think so it's the best work she's done, you know? Oh, she was amazing. Yeah. You guys, how, how are you guys friends? That's interesting. She was my neighbor. Uh, I met her at a party in LA in my old neighborhood. And she was renting a house near me, but I didn't actually, she would have already moved to Eagle Rock. I think at that point, we just hit it off. She is one of the loveliest Southern charm. You know, she's as lovely as she seems. Yes. Grounded and lovely. She always checks in on me and sees how she's doing. I, her daughter's fantastic. Her daughter did a great job. Oh my God. She's an incredible actress. Yeah. 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 So it was nice to see them together. That was insane. That yeah. was an insane. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking for something good. So give me something else good. Cause I, I kind of watched everything. I need something else. That's, that's good. I don't mind a true crime. I just watched the center. That was good. Yeah. The center was good. Broad church was really good. Um, I love Peaky Blinders. I like historical fiction. I love is Peaky Blinders. Good. I couldn't get it. I saw one episode. I couldn't. I, get it, it, I hated it. The first episode. It takes you like two or three. Oh. 
and then you're in. Okay. And then it becomes about the psychology of the family and it's much more interesting. Okay. Okay. It's about how the family relates. It's really not about like gangsters or anything. Yeah. Yes, there is that B plot, but to me, it was much what, what the most interesting and compelling and like part that becomes more and more intense is the relationship between the family members and their psych, the psychology and, and all that kind of stuff. You know, they bring okay. in that, the way, the way Sopranos brought in, you know, the therapy and psychology aspects right. of what the reality of this guy's life was and how it was affecting him and panic attacks and all that. It becomes much more about the relationship. So it's fucking in, I'm so into it. Yeah. I, I'm going to check it out then. Cause I couldn't get, it's like the wire. I had to watch two episodes before I could get in. But Peaky Blinders yeah. are like, I want to like this so much, but it's not doing it for me. And I don't know why, but okay, now I'll yeah. give it another What shot. else was really good was The Shield. That was another crazy, it's about oh. those corrupt cops, like, and it was based on a real scandal that happened. It's a very old show, but- um, Oh, I, I remember watched- The Shield with the bald guy. Yes, with Michael- Ch- some Michael Ch- Chitlis or Chitlis. Chitlis. Yeah, Michael- yeah yes. he was good. Whatever happened to him? I don't know what happened to him, but I watched I've watched a few really old shows lately, also in treatment, which was kind of interesting. Oh, in treatment was brilliant. I didn't like the new season as much. I have to be honest. The latest season with Uzo Aduba, I didn't like it as much. I've heard it wasn't as good. Yeah, it wasn't. It was trying too much to be. It was too self-aware. Yes, I don't like that at all. I just want to watch people's therapy sessions. Yeah, it was that was based on an Israeli format. That's an Israeli show. That That was the first Israeli show that got imported to America, like the first real format that hit and suddenly they're like, oh, they're making good shit in Israel. And then they started buying it. Like, you know, uh, Homeland was an Israeli show and there were a bunch of others. Euphoria, that's an Israeli show. But in treatment was like the first one. You know why? Because Israel had no budgets at the time to make big shows. So they had to really make it content-based. And that show, of course, was cheap to make. You know what I mean? Of it's just course, one I room. love how simple it is, yeah. you know? And, and it's really well done. Yeah. What you got going on uh, coming up? now soon um so what uh let's see what do i have happening right now um so i have a oh and on january 12th i'm doing um a benefit at the comedy cellar running my new hour for this amazing charity called friends of firefighters so it's a benefit for then they give like free mental health and wellness service to fire services acupuncture all this other kind of stuff um therapy everything to firefighter fdny firefighters um and uh they're yeah it's just like a lovely cool thing and um, so I'm doing a benefit running my new hour on January 12th. At Is the, it a lot about parenting and marriage? A lot of it's about my marriage and like, and, and some of it's about parenting and, and, um, or being worthless uh, <laughs> and not knowing what I'm doing. And um, yeah, just the whole life and weirdness of my family and my husband's family and all of I it. I love yeah. that. And then are you, is the goal to then sell it to Netflix? Like what, or is it just, you're doing it like, you know, is it so hard? Is it, is it, is Netflix stand-up special not as meaningful because there's so many now and you can get kind of disappear amongst the mixed a little bit? It definitely depends on how your special is publicized for sure. I, I feel like I'm just going to get it done. I don't, ha- I don't know where it's going to land, but I feel like okay. it's close to being a special. So this weird dark time like has mm-hmm. helped me workshop it because everything has been, there's been so many shutdowns and weirdness so that I'm right. just going to be able to focus on the special and then figure out where it needs but to are land. Are you going to film it? You're going to film it. Not not on the twelfth, but yes, I'm I'm gonna try to sell it, of course. Either yeah, um do a special or do it on um I mean there's a million ways people are producing their own. So I haven't I figured out but I have kind of an idea of how I want to make it. So um, I just think this is my personal opinion, but I think you should shoot the twelfth anyway, because what if it's like killer, you know, you rent two two three cam all you need is like a two three camera shoot, 
they're static. It's not a big deal. And then you have it. You know what I mean? Because I think sometimes there's magic in those raw specials that aren't overproduced. You know, I remember Judah did a special, I think at the cellar, maybe it was, Mm -hmm. um, it was, you know, or whatever. And I think, so don't waste that opportunity if you're already doing it and you're doing the hour. Yeah. I kind of want to do it in a firehouse, but, um, yeah, like, you can still do it again. I'm not, I'm just saying have it. But yeah, that's a really good idea. Yeah, that is a spend really the good money. Idea. I mean, I'm sure it's like a couple of grand or whatever. Get like a couple of really good camera crew, mic yourself, and then you have it. Because I think that people, you know, it's nice. There's something nice about having it. Because if you that's do it, you don't fun. shoot it. You're like fuck. Yes. Yeah, so Why didn't I made. shoot that? Do you ever no want to? Did you? Um, have you been ever tried? Have you been ever tried that English is really my English is really stellar. Have you been ever trying? Um to, to do like a scripted TV with you as the lead in it and develop something for yourself? Or is that less of interest to you? Yes. I'm working on a pilot right now, kind of based on that sort of stuff. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I don't know you, I just try, I'm just trying to do everything I can. And I have no actual one ultimate plan and I don't want to stop doing stand up. I want to just keep doing stand up. Uh, I don't see it like as a means to an end. No, you're like David Tell who just does it because he loves it. Yeah. And then I'm doing stuff with Jessica Kirsten and we're doing, um, we just did make our prep, made our prank album together, call girls, and we're working on a second prank album together. So that's been really fun. We've been also going on the road together. What? And, um, that's amazing. Are you doing those characters you do on the road? Yes, we do. We just kind of go on and, and right now we're like shaping what it's going to be. So we both go on stage together and do our acts and do character stuff. And I have, I mean, Jessica, I have the best time with her. She's just like, she's so brilliant, man. When I did my show that one night at the village underground, she was one of my guests. I love her so much. (laughs) I love your voice so much. And I love your, (laughs) you're amazing. And you have an amazing name, Ray Lynn Casper White. I mean, what a goddamn sensation. It's it's a a God given name. Jesus gave me that name. Jesus Christ did get gift you with he's that. A good, he's a good dude. Magical. He's a good dude. I know you're Jewish, but you did marry one of us. So um. that's true. I sure did. <laughs> yeah. And I, my mom converted to Judaism. So, um, Oh, so I have some, so you're I one of some, us too. You're just on a technicality. A, you're Jewish. I have a Jew's whisper of Christ's blood in me. It's true. <laughs> I like the Jews despite their Christ. betrayal. Um, well, <laughs> Rachel, I loved having you on the x-ray podcast i uh, had so much fun i love you raylan casper white fucking god damn it you're hot thank you and Who you're beautiful and i don't mean you. that in a bad way and if can people get tickets for the january 12th show january 12th show you can get tickets on um comedy sellers website or go to my instagram rachel feinstein underscore and get tickets there and okay. jessica and i um will be doing more stuff on the road together too so that'll be on my website rachel-feinstein.com that's Feinstein. I'm sorry. I thought it was Feinstein. It's Feinstein like the ballroom. Okay. Who gives a shit? I mean, at I this think it's point. Great. Feinstein it's, sounds more powerful. Feinstein sounds like a pushover. Feinstein's like, don't fuck with me. I was going to change it to something more like Irish Catholic now that I married a fire. I'm like, oh, Feinstein, you know. <laughs> oh, right. Feinstein. <laughs> well, I love you. Um, everybody, uh, thanks for you. tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe and share the X-Ray Podcast, www.xraepod.com. Last week's episode with Taylor Schilling, if you like Orange is the New Black, she was my guest last week. That was super fun. You can still catch that on the air wherever you get your pottery. Um, I love you, and I hope I have you on again very soon. And let's let us codependents stick together. We're going to. I can't wait to see you again. I would love to do it anytime. Ray Lynn Casper White, the most arousing creature alive, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Put my goddamn stamp on that. Thank I love you, you so I much. Love- this is Ray Lynn right, Casper bye. White signing off.